are going to continue on our series hearing from him. Not part, not, we're not uh, quite done with that. So let's put up Romans 8, verse 14. 8, verse 14. You know, with these, with these series, you don't ever exhaust everything, of course, that the Word of God has to um, cover on any given subject. No person could possibly do that because no person has all revelation of everything in God's Word. We're all growing. But even, even with the revelation that people have, you could spend a long, long time on any given subject. So we endeavor to be led by the Spirit of God. We cover what we believe we need to cover, and, and that unfolds over time. You know, you, gotta, you got something on the inside, and as you take steps, you see what God's saying and what He's emphasizing. But we go until we've said what we need to say for now. doesn't mean that we've covered everything. Doesn't mean that it's an exhaustive, you know, however many part series, this is the definitive work. Doesn't mean that that's not what we try to do. Uh, especially as a pastor, you know, you're going to touch on things. You, we, we pray beforehand, not just to pray, just to say, okay, we prayed. We're praying because we believe that God answers that prayer and that He's nourishing us as we go. Well, that means you may be preaching on one thing, but He might emphasize something else. And so we're not going to block that out. We're not going to keep that from happening. But um, so we're going to, we go until. It seems good that, that we're, we're sewed up, we've covered what we need, and then we go on to the next thing, and then uh, that's uh, usually segues, right, with whatever we just covered. So Romans 8, verse 14, says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So we've used this as one of our texts throughout this series. Verse 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Other translations say the children of God. So if you're a child of God, you can expect, be, you can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. This is not something that's too uh, high of a concept um, for us to be led by Him. That, you know, some people believe, what? You believe you actually hear from God? That's just, that's not possible. That's weird. Well, if you read the Bible, people heard from God all the time. That's what the Bible is, is inspired utterance, and you see people heard from the Lord. Well, we're Christians, we're children of God, so we ought to hear from Him. And why, one reason why we're covering, this seri- or covering these things and, and, and in this series is so that we can learn to be, we can learn to hear from Him better. We can learn what it looks like to hear from Him. We can learn how we hear from Him. Because if we can hear from God, then we know His plan. If we know His plan and His purposes for our lives, then we can walk in those, and He already has the best plan. You don't have to worry about that, about you coming up with a better plan than His plan. That's just not going to happen. You know, you may have considered this set of possibilities and criteria and background and what you know, he considers everything. Things you don't know. Things other people don't know. Hidden things. He, he considers what's going to happen 10, 20 years from now. He knows. We don't know that. So you may come up with this plan that's limited, but that doesn't hold a candle to his plan. His plan, I mean, it, it boggles our mind. It, it takes everything that can be taken into consideration, and he says, this is what you need to do. And it's actually, it's perfectly right, right on, 
He, he, takes, he takes into consideration where you came from, where you're going, who your parents were, how they influenced you, where you grew up, the education you had, your gifts and abilities. He doesn't rely on any of that stuff, but he takes it all. And he knew you, knew that before you were ever born, before your grandpa was born. He, he knows everything. And so if you, we can be led by him, then we're tapping into the perfect plan for our lives, the best plan that possibly could be lived out. No counselor, no uh, guidance counselor, no, uh, what do they call them? You know, like career, I took career um, inventory type things. I was just looking through some of my stuff just recently, and you know, you see these things, well, you might be good in this and that. You know, thank God you can use those, but what are you looking for? You're looking to be led within that uh, in what God would have you. None of those things can take the place of knowing God. Yeah, they may say, you are absolutely no good at this. <laughs> and God may bring you right in that area. Because he's not going to go, he doesn't look at your natural ability and just say, oh, well, I really, I got to use that. He's God. He can impart what he needs to, to you. That doesn't mean he doesn't use your ability, but he is not relying on it. He's God. So, he is the Almighty, and His plan is right and perfect. You're not going to come up with a higher plan. So if we can learn more clearly to be led by Him, we are going to be led and walk in the best plan for our lives. And there, so there, isn't, um, there aren't too many things that are more important than learning to be led by Him. That's the, one of the greatest things you can learn. So we've been focusing on that. So it says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So if you're a son or daughter of God, you can expect to be led by Him. In other words, God doesn't have any children that He doesn't lead. Say, so, well, I haven't heard. I just don't know. I can't, I can't hear. Well, no, none of that is true. We, we've been talking about this for several sessions. We can't go back and repeat everything, but go back and listen to Him. It, you don't say, I can't hear Him. Don't say, I'm not hearing from, because that contradicts what the Word says. The Bible says, if you're a child of God, you can be led by Him. So if you're not hearing from Him, we need to, maybe we need, just need to adjust how we're hearing. Because He is not singling you out as a child and saying, well, you know what, I'm not going to lead you. He would be unjust. He doesn't do that. So we can expect to, be, uh, to hear from Him. Verse 16 says, the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So this gives us a picture of how he leads. One way he leads, he's bearing witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if he bears witness with your spirit that you're a child of God, that's also how he's going to lead you in other things. So he bears witness with your spirit, your heart. Your spirit is your core being. You are a spirit. We have a soul, which is our mind, will, and emotions. We live in a body. So, but he's going to bear witness with your spirit, your heart, the real you. He's not going to bear witness with your mind. In other words, you, 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 your reasoning may say, but I don't understand. You don't determine the will of God based on what you can understand. He's not going to bear witness with your body. Your body may say, I don't, may recoil your feelings, your, 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 your flesh may say, I don't want to do something. You can't determine the will of God by your feelings. You determine the will of God by how he's bearing witness with your spirit your heart. Romans 8, 16 in the Amplified Classic says, The Spirit Himself thus testifies together with our own spirit, assuring us that we are children of God. So the Spirit 
testifies together with our own spirit. It testifies, the, the Spirit of God is coming alongside, testifying, saying, with your spirit, saying, yep, that's the direction. Yes, this is where I want you to go. It's going to bear witness with your heart, your spirit, man. Uh, we read this scripture last week, Psalm 32.8, in the New Living Translation. It says, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will, have, I will advise you and watch over you. He said, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and I'll watch over you. That is God's heart, is to lead us and guide us. He has a best pathway. And as a side note, even if you mess up, you can get right back on the pathway. It's not like, you know, once you jump off this pathway, you're done. You know, like you play video games and, you know, if you fall off the cliff, yeah, you get magically another life, but you're, you're, you fall off and you've, you're done. That's not the way it works with God. If it did, everybody would be done. And God would be running out of people real fast. I want to use, oh, oh, hey, you, no. Oh, you're looking, So just because just you missed it, join the club. Everybody's missed it. Everybody's messed up. Thank God. Even if we mess it, even if we mess up, he still has a plan. We just need to say, Lord, I missed it. Get right back on and go forward. There's still a path. Just because you made a misstep on the path, don't go off in the weeds and stay there. And talk about how you messed up. That's not going to do you or anybody any good. God's good, and he'll help you. Uh, in the CEV, it says, You said to me, I, w- I will point out the road that you should follow. I will be your teacher and I'll watch over you. I will be your teacher and watch over you. Now, one thing I want to get into tonight, I don't have uh, you know, time, like I said, or just, we kind of just set the stage of where we've, we've come from and uh, just set... Uh, connect it with where we've come from and so that we, we can go on, but we can't re-preach everything. We can't cover all the, the things, and there's specific things I have on my heart to get on to tonight. So we're just going to jump in. You know, most of you have, uh, have heard uh, a number of these teachings. And so um, just, just connecting here with what we just touched on, God's going to lead us and He's going to guide us, but He is going to lead us and guide us primarily through our spirit. Okay, not, we just touched on it, but this, we're going to go into some more things tonight. It's not going to be your head, it's not going to be your heart. That, that plan, that perfect plan that he has for us is not going to come from your sense realm. It's not going to come from what you see and discern that way. It's going to come through your spirit. It's going to come through your spirit man. He's going to lead you and guide you through your spirit. And actually, with some of these things, we came, it came out on Sunday's message at the end. We touched on some of these things. I'm going to go deeper, uh, you know, in, this, in, in context of this series. But one way God is going to lead you in a, 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 a very important way that you're going to come to see this, the plan of God for your life is by praying in the Spirit. Speaking in other tongues. 
And we need to understand that that, if we're going to, in this, you could teach on this and not cover this, but in this case, we are cover, we're going to touch on this part because we can talk about being led by the Spirit of God. We can talk about following that plan, but we're led by the Spirit. And one way you connect with your spirit man is by exercising, speaking in tongues, praying in the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 14, 14, you can go ahead and turn there because we're going to touch on a, um, a number of verses in 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 14, 14. says, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is fruitful, unfruitful. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What part of me prays? My spirit. You know you can pray out of your head? People do it all the time, all over the world, Christian, non-Christian. You know, they have, they have prayers that they've memorized, and they just go around, go through it. They're just doing it. You know you can do something out of just ritual and habit, and it's not coming out of your heart whatsoever in any area. You can pray out of your head. You can pray not, you're not praying with your flesh, but you know people go through gymnastics physically. Maybe not they're doing backflips, but they're doing stuff contorting themselves. People think if they get down on their knees, if they, you know, uh, they uh, crawl through glass or something, that it's somehow giving them a, 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 an audience with God. That's all flesh. That's not helping. That's not doing anything. Jesus is the sacrifice. Jesus bought and paid for our way uh, to communicate with the Father, not anything you're going to do. You can jump up and down, people holler. That doesn't have anything to do with it. That's not going to make God hear you. I mean, seriously. No matter if you get on top of the tallest building you know or on the top of Mount Everest and yell, you're, you're not that much closer to God anyway. Number one, God is in you. So he's the same distance on top of the building as he is when you're down here. If you understand, he is in us. So all that stuff, you can pray out of your head, you can pray with flesh, but you want to be praying with your spirit. Because your spirit is the part of you that communicates with God. In, uh, in the Amplified Bible, 1 Corinthians 14, 14, says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, unknown to you, unknown to your head, unknown to somebody else maybe, let me just put it in here, speaking in other tongues, it's not always unknown. There is a gift, especially like tongues and interpretations in diverse tongues, where somebody will pray in a known tongue. Just reading a... a an account of a person where, uh, you know, because the, there'll be tongues, and we're not talking about tongues and interpretation tonight, we're talking about praying in, in, in the Spirit for ourselves, but just to throw this in there, sometimes there are tongues that are known. This lady was, I believe she was a missionary to, uh, to India, and she had come back, and uh, she had been there for a long time, and she was in a meeting, and she was actually, I think, running the meeting, and, she, and uh, there was a place where there was tongues and interpretations, and the tongue came forth, and there was no interpretation. And they just, everybody just was waiting. And then she finally said, there doesn't need to be an interpretation, that was for me. 
it was in her, in her dialect from India. And it was encouraging her that you're supposed to be a missionary. You're doing what you're called to do. Because she had come back, and unbeknownst to anybody else, she was taking up money to help other missionaries. She wasn't going to go back. She had already planned she was going to quit. And this message came forth, and it was to her. In an Indian dialect, the person that was speaking did not know that. They didn't know, they, just, they were just yielding to the Spirit of God. And that encouraged her and confirmed what was already in her. So there is that. But generally what we're talking about is, uh, it's unknown to you. It may sound like gibberish to you. What does that have to do with it, number one? Look what it says. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays. My spirit by the Holy Spirit within me. See, the Spirit of God is helping you if you yield to Him, but your spirit praying. The Bible said in in Acts 2-4 that they prayed in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. See, the Spirit is helping them. He doesn't take a hold of your tongue and make you speak. People, people when they're being filled with the Holy Spirit, they're... they're, um, you know, trying to receive the Holy Spirit, will sit there and go, just wait and see if the Spirit of God makes them speak. He's not going to do that. He's not, a, he's not devilish. Satan makes people do stuff. God does not. So what is it? You're yielding to Him. In other words, there, there are syllables there that are bubbling up, but you have to yield to them and speak them out. So the Spirit of God is helping you to pray, but you're the one that does the talking. You can start it, you can stop it. But it's, who, what part of you is praying? Your spirit. Your spirit's praying. By the Holy Spirit within me prays, but my mind is unproductive, unfruitful. It bears no fruit and helps nobody. What's it saying? My spirit's praying, but my mind's like, what's this? And I'll just be completely, you know, straight with you. Uh, anybody that's ever prayed in tongues and if you're going to discipline yourself to pray, your mind will be like, what are you doing? You're wasting your time. And if you listen to that, you'll stop. You've got to push through that. You've got to get to the other side of that. You've got to push through it. Because, yeah, your mind is like, what is this? Well, you know that, just in the natural. Have you ever heard a language that you don't understand? It sounds like gibberish. You don't know what's being said. It sounds like they're saying the same syllables all the time, but then they're, they're speaking sentences. And somebody that understands the language... You know, have you ever understood a little bit of a language? So you can pick out, ooh, I heard that word. Ooh, I know that one. But you don't, you don't know everything they're saying. But if you don't hear something that you've never heard, it doesn't sound like they're saying anything. Well, why is it a surprise then? You're speaking out a, 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 a tongue out of your spirit, and it's a language you don't know. Why is it surprise, a surprise that your mind doesn't know what's, what it is? Unless you get the interpretation, you don't know. Well, that's what the Bible says. This isn't a surprise. I'm not making this up. This, we're reading the Bible. Paul is talking about speaking in tongues. Paul wrote majority of the New Testament, the majority of the epistles. He says in another place, which I believe we'll read here in a minute, but if we don't get to it, he said, I speak in tongues more than you all. Talking about the Corinthians church. So I speak in tongues more than you all. Well, the guy that wrote all the doctrine, what are we going to say? Well, that's, that's just not for us today. No, he said, forbid not to speak in tongues. 
So, if, you know, and, then, and everybody that was in, I don't have time to go back here, maybe we'll, you know, we're not going to turn there right now, uh, but in Acts, when it talks about the upper room, you know, everybody's gathered together in the upper room before they were filled with the Spirit. 120 people. Mary, the mother of Jesus, is there. All the disciples are there. I just hold your place here. Let's just look over at, at uh, Acts. Can you put up Acts? I'll tell you here in a minute. Acts 1. Can you put up Acts 1, verse 12, and just keep going? We'll go to 14. Acts 1, verse 12. It says, Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying, Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the zealot, and Judas the son of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. So they're all up there in the upper room. We just named all the disciples and Mary, the mother of Jesus. Everybody is up there in the upper room. Now, can you put up uh, Acts 2, verse 1, and we'll go through verse 4. Acts 2, verse 1, it says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. All of them. All the ones we just read and all the disciples are all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. All of them. All the disciples. Mary, the mother of Jesus. That would just blow the minds of some people. Some denominations would be like, what, Mary? Mary's a tongue talker. It says it right here. They were all there. They're all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen? So, Paul said, if we go back over to uh, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14, in Amplified, where we just were, Can you put it up in the Amplified? 
says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays. But my mind is unproductive, it bears no fruit, and helps nobody. So our spirit is praying. Our spirit is praying. Not our mind is unproductive. But our spirit is praying. Our spirit is actively communicating with God when we pray in tongues. See, the part of us that we're led by the Spirit of God, that, that God bears witness when you're praying in tongues, it's your spirit praying. Well, you don't know what's being said. It just said your mind's unproductive, so you know it's not your head. It's not our head. It's not our flesh. It's our spirit. So the part of you, your spirit, is actively communicating with God when you pray in other tongues. This is a great enablement in prayer. Because the part of you that communicates with God, the part of you that's going to be led by God, is actively communicating with God when you pray in tongues. In the next verse, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 15, it says, What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit. I will also sing with the understanding. See, you can pray with the Spirit, pray with the understanding. Now he's talking about, you pray. so you can pray in English by the Spirit. You can pray Spirit-inspired. You can pray with what you understand. So an unction from the Spirit of God. You can pray in English, you can pray in tongues. But you can also pray, you know, you know what the, the Word of God says to pray about something. You can pray just with the understanding. No, no special unction, no special, you know, leading from the Holy Spirit, except that you're praying what you know to pray. But he said, I will pray with the Spirit. I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit. I will also sing with the understanding. So, you know, when we're praying, sometimes we're in praise and worship. And Shelly will start praising God in tongues. You get to the point where there's an unction there just to praise God in other tongues. You, you've, you've sang the songs, you've sang maybe the words. Sometimes there's utterance in, with words, with, with uh, English words. But then there's just speaking in tongues and pray, singing in tongues. That's what he's talking about. I will sing with the Spirit. I will also sing with the understanding. 1 Corinthians 14, 18, just a couple verses later, he said, I, Paul said, I thank my God that I speak with tongues more than you all. What we quoted earlier. I speak with tongues more than you all. Well, if it, Paul, how much revelation did Paul get? Do you think Paul was led for his life? And he said, I pray in tongues, I speak in tongues more than all of you. Well, Maybe if we want to be led, we ought to do what the writer of the majority of the New Testament did. He was speaking in tongues all the time. They're all the people that you know in Christianity. We just read it in Acts. They were tongue talkers. They spoke in tongues. They weren't just Pentecostal. They were Pentecostal, but people put labels and say, well, you just believe in that. I don't. I'm sorry, everybody in the Bible that were Christians fell into that category of, I believe in it. This isn't optional. This isn't, well, I don't, I don't believe in that. What, don't believe the Bible? Don't believe what everybody 
that's anybody in the Bible believed in? That wrote all the Bible? I mean, what do we believe? If we don't believe these letters, if we don't believe what we just read in Acts, if we don't believe that those people, the disciples, the apostles, if we're not going to do what they did and say something that they did is, is it's not good enough or it's you know, just not something for me, what are we doing? We're cutting out part of what we're going to need to get the results that they got. So this is something that can help us in discerning the plan of God for our life. And back in earlier in that, um, that chapter, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2. 1 Corinthians 14, 2 says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him, however, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. See, unless there's an interpreter, and he talks about this in a different area, he's talking about, in general, you speaking, you can be praying in tongues and speaking in tongues. There's a public gift, and then there's a gift that's just to you as an individual, but then there also is tongues with interpretations. And see, people will confuse the two, and then they don't understand some of these. It's not, we're not going to get deep into the different things in 1 Corinthians, but you have to understand, there's places where he says, well, I'd rather pro prophesy versus tongue. He's talking about, if you're just going to speak in tongues without an interpretation, not talking about praying, or even praying to the service, you know, to, for, for an, uh, 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 next steps or, or direction. You're talking about just, if I got up here and just the whole time, just spoke in tongues, it's not going to do you a whole lot of good. That's what he's talking about. He said, I would rather speak five words that with my understanding to edify you, if that's all we're talking about. But I could get up here and give, if the Spirit of God was leading us, and give a message in tongues and the interpretation, and then tongues interpretation. We could do that the whole time, and everybody would be edified. Because tongues and interpretation together is equivalent to prophecy, to just speaking out. That, that is edifying. But here, when we're talking about speaking in tongues, so that this is, uh, a lot of this is about us speaking in tongues in general, just what we can do privately, or what we can do to ourselves, not necessarily in, with interpretation. But you can interpret your own tongues as well, if the, if the Lord helps you to do that. Verse 2 said, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, He speaks mysteries. See, when you are praying in other tongues, you're speaking mysteries. Not mystery to God, mystery to you. But you're praying. See, the Spirit of God is helping you to pray out. Well, what's He helping you to pray out? He can help you to pray out the perfect will for your life. He's praying out, helping you to pray out mysteries to you, but actually God is helping you to pray out things that could be for your future, could be for something else going on with somebody else. They're mysteries to you, but they're not mysteries to Him. But you aren't praying out of your head. You're not limited by your head. You're not limited by what you know. You're, you are praying out in a language you don't know, mysteries that God is helping you to pray out. He, he knows the future. 
So when you're praying out in other tongues, you can be praying mysteries for what's coming in your future. You, it's impossible to do just with your natural understanding. But when you're praying out in the Spirit, you can pray out mysteries. You can pray out things you don't know yet with your head, but as you praying, praying, uh, pray those things out, they can come up, bubble up from your spirit, and start to illuminate your mind, and you can start to know what to do. As we seek God for guidance and direction, He can help us pray out mysteries. Help us to pray out things that are coming. He can help us to pray things out. It's like this. Somebody said it this way. It's a really good illustration. When you're praying things out, and a lot of it you can be praying just in other tongues, praying about your future, it's like you're laying the train track for you to, to ride on. Like, if your life is the train, when you're praying things out, you're laying that track out ahead so that you can then travel on that. Things that are coming, you're praying out. You don't know the future, but God does, and you're just spending time praying out ahead of you. I remember when I was in Lincoln, Nebraska, when I was single, uh, I was working an engineering job and uh, living in an apartment, and I wanted a, I, you know, I, I felt like next step is, I, I wasn't married yet, but I, I felt like I should get a house. And, uh, you know, I'm single, out of college, working, as a, as a software engineer, and um, I, I would just start looking on Sundays, you know, the open houses, just start looking. I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't work with a realtor yet, but just I knew what I wanted kind of near where, where my place of work was and just started looking. And I'd go on Sunday and go and uh, <clears throat> uh, look at different things, but the whole time I would just be praying in the Spirit. about buying a house. And I would go to these open houses and there was nothing that looked, there wasn't anything that was, you know, in my price range, what I wanted, whatever, but you know, I would just go on open houses on Sundays and, and I'd just be praying, but not just on Sundays, but throughout the week. I'd just be praying in tongues. I'm not saying I did it around the clock. It's just something I did. I'd be driving somewhere and see, that's the great thing about praying in tongues. It doesn't, you don't have to use your mind. You can do it when you're gardening. You can do it when you're shoveling snow. You can do it when you're cooking. You can, you can actually do it when you're doing a lot of real brain-intensive stuff because it does not take your mind. Now there's times at work where I'd just be praying in tongues about certain things. What do I do? I'd ask God for wisdom. I'd just be praying in the Spirit about it. But I was just praying in the Spirit. Didn't know, and I would look at it, and it got to where I just stopped going to these open houses because I wasn't seeing anything. And I was like, it's just, you know, it's like it's going uphill. I'm not seeing anything. But I had been praying. And so then I go, this, this gentleman at work, he is, uh, he's going to move to Colorado. You know, he, I knew him, sort of, uh, but didn't know him real well. Um, wasn't, you know, like a, a great friend or anything. And it was his last day. It was a Friday and he had gone out to lunch uh, with friends, and he came back, and, you know, he was going to leave early, and I was at my cubicle, and he came by, and, and he was like, hey, you know, we're having a, I'm having a party tonight. You, you should come by. 
and I didn't really want to go, but I was just, hey, you know, it's his last day. Okay, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll stop by. So I did. I went that night, and I was like, well, I'm just going to go. And his house was right up the road from where we lived. I mean, where, where I worked, where we both worked. And it was less than five minutes. And I turned into that place and looked at it. And then I walked in, and I'm like, my gosh, this is exactly what I want. And went upstairs and downstairs and found out I mean, he was selling it. And he talked to me about it. He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm selling this, and I'm putting it on the market. He hadn't put it on the market yet. And he was showing me he had finished the basement and, you know, and telling me all the stuff he did down there. And I'm just inside. My, my heart's just going off. And so make a long story short, then we, he, called, he said, well, let's talk. And um, we talked about it and came up with the price, and that's the house I bought. Never put it on the market. We worked everything out. You know, my, my parents are um, in real estate and whatever, so he, they helped us do the paperwork and take care of all that stuff. And we put it together. He never put it on the market. Didn't pay any real estate commissions. Didn't everything, do anything. That house was five minutes or less from where I worked. Lived in that house till I went to Raymond. Sold it at a good profit. But we pr I prayed that out. I'm convinced that. I was praying. And then when that showed up, I was like, there it is. There it is. Just inside. It was like, how, how would you know? It, it's something on the inside just is like, there, there's something there. God will show us things to come. We're speaking out mysteries. We don't know. I couldn't have told you this guy is going to sell his house and it's going to look like this. And I didn't know all that with my head, but I just knew I know what I'm looking for. I'm just, I'm just going to keep praying. And when it showed up, there was a bearing witness on the inside. And God will show us. He'll, he'll help us. He knows what's coming. And if He can get us to cooperate with Him and get us to just shut our minds off. And you, gotta, it's, you, know, you can just be praying. You don't have to shut everything out. You can just be praying in the background. But if we can just do it. I mean, sometimes it's just like, yeah, yeah, I know I should. I, okay, well, flip the switch. Say, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to spend some time just praying and telling. You could be just driving around. I love to just take drives and we just pray. You don't have to. I mean, it's great if, if you do get a place and you can just be quiet and that's good. I mean, that's definitely good. But don't, don't make the bar so high that you don't just take the step and start praying. And God will, this is, this is a step. This is a, something that we can do that puts us our, our spirit, the part of us that's being led, that, it got, that how God guides us, is actively communicating with God while we're doing it. So we are putting ourselves in a prime place to now be quickened and to be led by our spirit. And He can direct us and guide us and bring things. He can bring images to our head. He can show us things can bubble up to your mind and you know what to do. You get a picture. You don't necessarily understand everything, but you, you start to see things. You, you start to see how things may fit together. And your heart, your heart can know stuff that your head is not caught up yet. 
Your hearts think it is just like there, there's something coming. There's something there. That, but your head is, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not going on the same length, wavelength. So it's, it's, it's not knowing what's coming. But your heart is like there's something here. There's something here. There's something here. But you're, it might take a little bit of praying before your head catches up and said, oh, I see now. But it may just be you run into somebody and boom, boom, have this conversation. And boom, there it is. And your heart's saying, see, there it is. Now your head catches up. Now your head can see. But before you're speaking in tongues, you're praying, and your head's going, this is stupid. Why are we doing this? We're wasting our time. But we, that's why we need to understand we're a spirit being. And we're, we need to hook up with what the Bible says and, and, and believe God. If He said we're speaking out mysteries, if He said we're praying out mysteries, then we're praying out mysteries. If He said that my spirit's praying and my understanding is, fruitful, is unfruitful, well then, no surprise that my mind's giving me fits. Shut up, mind. This is what we're doing. We're going to do this, and we're going to believe God that He's leading us and guiding us. Amen? He's faithful. But this is an important thing that we can do to help, help us uh, put ourselves in a position to get uh, in that perfect plan, get on that pathway to all He has for us. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we just thank You.